Oh man, hello everyone, hope you're all well. Um, okay, honest, I want you to be honest, hands up, who knows what Tinder is? C come on, most of you know what Tinder is, let's not lie. Yep, everyone know what Tinder is? Yep, okay, cracking, right, I have a scenario for you, have a scenario, listen up, listen up, listen up. Imagine, right, imagine that you're on Tinder. Guys, you need to take this seriously, right? Imagine that you're on Tinder, okay? And you see the absolute person of your dreams. Like, they are fit, they're like an absolute 10 out of 10. They are, they're intelligent, they look like they're really funny, they say they're a good cook, they've got loads of money, they look really happy, right? Would you swipe right or would you swipe left? Let's not lie, you'd all swipe right. Let's, let's not lie. And why would you swipe right? Because they're the person of your dreams. Yeah? Is that right, guys? Yeah? yeah. Yep, cracking. In reality, you don't actually really know anything at all about that person, do you? Like, they could be a, pro a proper catfish, couldn't they? Um, are they really that good looking? Are you ever gonna be able to tell? No. Can they really cook an absolutely cracking five-course meal? And did they really get tan ice stars in their juices? Who knows? You're not really going to know, are you? But you are putting your trust in that person to tell you the complete and honest truth about themselves, aren't you? Now, I know that in reality, Tinder isn't actually that deep. But to some extent, you are still trusting in that person and in their word, aren't you? Yeah? You see. Trust is a funny thing in life. We never really know who or what to trust. We, know, we don't really know what's true or what's false. So we make our decisions based on what we think is most logical or realistic. When it comes to the Bible, I get that most of it seems a little bit unrealistic. One man, one single man, created the whole entire universe, as in the sea, the land, the heavens, the earth, the animals, the plants, people, in seven days, and in that time, he even had time to chill, like... He had a day of rest. He was just like, yeah, you know, I've done enough now. I'm just going to chill for a bit. Like, that's a bit mental. Also, this man sent his own son, his own family, to die upon a cross, to hang there like this, obviously, and have nails, like, absolutely whacked into his hands and into his feet and die a slow and painful death. Like, that happened. And this son, who died and rested in a tomb that was sealed by stone... He came back to life. And it's, it's not stupid of you to be a, a little bit sceptical about this at first because it sounds a bit like, what on earth is going on? But if we had our suspicions about this dreamy person on Tinder, we'd probably do a bit of investigating, wouldn't we? Maybe drop them a message, slide into the DMs, stalk their Insta, add them on Snap, sort of thing. So if we have our suspicions about what is said in the Bible, we should also do some investigation. And I'm just going to talk about four ways in which we can do this. So, firstly, we can investigate the word. As a child, everyone would have had a load of different stories read to them. Like, Tiger Who Came to Tea, you're feeling that one? Bit of We're Going on a Bear Hunt, bit of Cinderella, stuff like that, yeah. And we all knew at least one story inside and out. And we believed in every single word, didn't we? We were like, oh, that is the one. Um, the Bible, in reality, is actually quite similar. 
It's a story of God, his life, and all that he did and will continue to do. It has short stories, promises, miracles, like billions of different characters. It's just full of intriguing chapters that we literally just can't help but believe in. When I first became a Christian, I was one of those, oh, I'll just pretend I'll know what I'm talking about type of people. I prayed when I was with other people. I read the Bible when I was with other people. I worshipped when I was with other people, when I was with other people. But in reality, I had no private living faith. I had faith that Jesus was real. Um, but I literally had no idea who Jesus actually was. Um, this went on for years and honestly has only really recently changed. As a lot of you know, I went to uni in September to study forensic science. I went to Leicester um, and I absolutely hated it. I dropped out of four days and um, I came home thinking I was an absolute failure, thinking life is literally the end because you pushed to go to uni from school, aren't you? And I just thought, oh... Well done, Lucy. You've absolutely buggered that one up, haven't you? Um, but I just knew that it wasn't the right path for me. So, yes, I dropped out after four days. Um, but then I was proposed an idea by the wonderful Maxine. Um, and I prayed about it. And long story short, that idea is what I'm living out now. So I'm doing an internship here at Aldridge Parish Church, um, doing lots of different work. I won't go into it, but yeah, lots. Um, and then I travelled to Leicester one day a week. I was meant to be in Leicester, just not at uni, um, to have a day of teaching. And that's literally on literally anything to do with God, the Bible, praying for people, talking. They teach us how to stand up here and do this in front of you, horrible lot. Um, but yeah, initially I was only like excited about the uh, APC work, and I wasn't really expecting expecting much or really interested in the teaching side. But I've learned so much already. The teaching is quite intense, and it's a little bit complicated for my small brain, um, but it's actually so interesting. Um, literally, even if you spend the next 50 years of your life studying the Bible day in, day out, there is always something in there. Sorry, that is my phone. Um, <laughs> that you won't have yet discovered. So, I encourage you, if you believe in God or not, study the Bible. I found it really helpful at the start of the year to set out the foundations, kind of get to grips with the stories that most people know from the Bible. <laughs> most of the people that I'm interning with at Leicester are so smart. I just look at them and think, oh, my life, I am like this big compared to you, because they know literally so much about the Bible. So, at the start of the year, what I did was I Googled, Bible for dummies. And this is an actual thing, like it is real. It's a PDF on Google. Honestly, go and read it. It literally saved my life and it made me sound so much more intelligent than I actually am. So yeah, it's a corker. If you can you, you uh, if you consider yourself a convinced me person, so you're someone who needs all the details about something before you can believe in it, then what better way to get to know God than reading his story and everything that it entails? Okay, so that's the first way. The second way is investigate history. There are so like so many examples from the past that show the strength of the belief in Jesus that some individuals have had. One man called William Milne was a missionary in the early, early 1800s. He was part of a group of radical missionaries. So basically he would go on a mission to share the Bible with others in a place where most of the people won't have heard about Jesus before or where Christianity is quite deprived. This group of people would in turn buy a one-way ticket to wherever they felt called to go by God. 
The reason I say one way is because they knew that they would never, ever return from that mission trip. Like, they would never go back to where they, where they came from. Milne felt called to go and minister to a tribe in the New Hebrides, I want to say. don't know how you pronounce it, probably that. Yeah, that's the one, Hebrides, okay. <laughs> um, which is an island group in the South Pacific Ocean. Um, it was actually named as the White Man's Graveyard because so many missionaries never came off the island once they went there. Um, and people in those days were so accepting of this factor that they packed their most minimal belongings in a coffin and took it with them. That, that's, how, that's how seriously they took it. Um, their faith in God was so strong and so real that they laid down their lives for their faith so that they could share the good news of the Bible. Like, how insane is that? Like, they literally laid down their life for Jesus. Um, it's happened so many times throughout history, and it can still happen today. Milne said something which I, I really like. In every Christian's heart, there is a cross and a throne, and the Christian is on the throne until he puts himself on the cross. If he refuses the cross, he remains on the throne. We want to be saved, but we insist that Christ do all the dying. No cross for us, no dethronement, no dying. We remain king within the little kingdom of man's soul and wear our tinsel crown with all the pride of a Caesar. But we doom ourselves to shadows and weakness and spiritual sterility. I think that's an absolute cracker of a quote. This man was willing to put himself up on a cross and die for his faith in Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that to be a Christian, you have to go out into the most dangerous place and get yourself killed. But I'm saying that Christ died for us. And because of that, we have to be so thankful. We have to praise him. We have to humble ourselves because he did that for us. If you die for your family who love and care for you, why would you not even simply give Jesus your time, your energy and your faith, considering that he died for you? Just process that. He died for you. Okay, third way is to investigate other people. Over the years, I've personally really struggled to hear God's voice for myself. I always look at people who say, oh, yeah, God just told me this. God just told me that. And I think, like, how? Like, what is happening? Why can't I hear God's voice like that? But the amazing thing about hearing God's voice is that you don't actually have to hear it. You may hear it. Many people do. But for me, God prefers to speak to me through other people. When I see others worshipping freely and so passionately, this really sets me on fire to know God more. When I see people getting healed by God, I want to go and try it out for myself. A lot of the time, other people have said things to me that just make so much sense to me and my life at that time. And for me, yeah, God works for other people. For you, this may be different. God may speak to you through other people, but he may speak to you directly. Who knows? There are like absolute heaps and heaps and heaps of Christians all throughout the world who each have a different story to tell you of how they met Jesus and what he has done and is doing in their lives right now. How amazing is that? Every single person out of the billions of Christians in the world, every single one of them has a different story to tell you. Like, that's insane. I know from being in Leicester that there is so much that you can learn from the people around you. I always grill these people with questions like loads and loads of different questions, some of which they can answer and some of which they can't. But if they can't answer them, I'll go to someone else with the question. There are so many people that you can go to and there's always more to know about the Bible and God's story. So why not get as much of the knowledge that the world has on it as possible? 
I'm going to show you something which I learned from a man in Leicester um, on evangelism training. I was going to, but I don't think I'm going to because we're running out of time. Um, but it was basically how to share the gospel with people that don't know Jesus. If you want to know, hit me up and I'll show you. Um, yeah, <laughs> I need to skip all that part. <laughs> Number four, okay, investigate it for yourself. And this is the most important one. So if you've been switched off for the last 10 minutes, please switch on right now. Um, this bit kind of goes off <coughs> the famous saying of you won't know until you try, which I'm sure a lot of your parents say to you, maybe. Um, living a life with Jesus at the centre of everything is literally the best thing ever. It's like having the bestest, bestest friend you could ever imagine. They know everything about you. They are there whenever you need them. You can be yourself with them and literally all you want to do is be with them 24-7. But no matter how much I or any other person tries to convince you, I bet you still won't fully believe in Jesus until you try it out, until you try faith. There are so many ways that you can do this. It doesn't mean you have to make a big public declaration to all of your family and friends that you want to become a Christian. It doesn't mean you have to follow a rule book and it doesn't mean that you're now going to be classed as religious. Let me tell you something. I don't follow a religion. I don't see myself as religious. I don't follow a huge set of rules. I'm not punished if I break any of these rules and I'm not restricted as to what I can do in life. I don't follow a religion. I follow a God who is true. A God who is faithful and a God who sent his son to die so that I could be free. There is so much freedom (coughs) in the Christian faith. And if God didn't give us this freedom, we wouldn't mess up. We wouldn't be able to recognise when we've gone wrong and therefore wouldn't be able to better ourselves. God gives us freedom to be what he has created us to be. So, let's get to know God. You could read the Bible. Literally, just type into Google... Bible quotes, and then click on Google Images. Like, you will find tons of really pretty aesthetic Bible quotes that look really nice. You can put it up on your wall if you want. But don't just see them as these pretty, cute little pictures. Actually read what is on them and digest it, because they're, they're pretty insane. You could pray. Just pray something really, really simple, like, God, if you're real, show me. Or, God, I want to know you more. That's all you need to do. You could be still. As humans, we literally glorify busyness to make us feel good about ourselves and so that we feel worthy. But to get to know God, we need to give him space so that we can use this to praise him and talk to him and that so can we, we can allow him time to respond to us. This is quite easy to do when you're on your own as no one is watching, so it's, it's pretty easy, you're not embarrassed. But um, I think another easy way to do this that's not on your own is in the worship at YF. When we sing... Don't talk. Don't go on your phone. Don't look around at people. Don't stare. Just You don't even have to close your eyes. You can just go off in a little zone and just be still and just be quiet and just listen. That's all you've got to do. It's so simple. It's ridiculous. <coughs> so you could process the talks you hear at AYF. A lot of the time, the talks at AYF are pretty good and they can teach you a lot about God. So listen to them. Go home and think about them. And then if you're feeling pretty brave praying to them. There are so many ways that you can get to know God for yourself. You just have to make an effort to do so. So to summarise everything I've just said, um, is anyone going to come with me? Anyone going to come? I can like make a Facebook group if you want. Would that be all right? Is that good? Yeah? 
I think I'll, let, I'll just let you know details. Time is like any time, preferably like sooner than rather than later, though. Place like it may be like anywhere on the planet, and then bring your own drinks, guys. Bring your own drinks. Finishes um, never. Uh, so yeah, just let me know as soon as you can if if you want to come. Yeah, that would be great. Are you all a bit confused? Yeah. Have you forgotten already? You've already forgotten. You know, God's little party. I'm inviting you to it. Yeah? I've been inviting you to join it throughout this whole talk. So, who's coming with me? Shall we pray? God, I thank you for these people. I thank you for the space that we have to gather in every single Friday and just be free, chill with each other, socialise, be ourselves and worship you. And Jesus, I just pray that this talk has, even if it's reached out to one person in the room, then it was worth it. So I just really thank you for these people and I pray that they've been blessed by the talk that I've shared with them tonight and the words that have come from you. So just bless all these people. Bless their week ahead. Bless their families. Bless their friends. And I pray that they can go out and be a light for you and a light for the people around them, showing people how much they are loved by you. So Lord, you just lift every single person in this room up to you in your mighty, mighty name. Amen.